Numbers chapter number 23. Let's start, if you will, in verse number 10. Who can count the dust of Jacob and the number of the fourth part of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous. Let me let my last end be like his. Balak said unto Balaam, What hast thou done unto me? I took thee to curse my enemies, and behold, thou hast blessed them altogether. Oh, my. And he answered and said, Must I not take heed to speak that which the Lord hath put in my mouth? I know how he felt. Balak said unto him, Come, I pray thee, and with me unto another place from whence thou mayest see them, thou shalt see but the uttermost parts of them, and, and shalt not see them all, and curse me them from thence. And he brought him into the field of Zophim, to the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars, and offered a bullock and a ram on every altar. Now, think about what was going on there already. <clears throat> he said unto Balak, Stand here by the burnt offering while I meet the Lord yonder. He done killed seven and seven, and now he's going to meet the Lord. Are you with me? And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, Go again unto Balak and say thus. When he came to him, behold, he stood by his burnt offering, and the prince of Moab <coughs> with him. Balak said unto him, What hath the Lord spoken? Now let me stop right there a second. If God sent you a word, would you listen? All right. <clears throat> and he took up his parable and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear. Hearken unto me, thou son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken are you with me? And shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed. And I cannot reverse it. I want you to see that. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of an unicorn. Father, help me, I pray, God, that we would hear the word of God tonight. Help your servant, Lord. Strengthen my body tonight, Lord. Strengthen my voice, God. But, Lord, help me tonight have the humption of the Holy Spirit of God to speak to your people in clear voice, Lord, that it might wake the dead within them, God. They'd repent come to you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Then look at verse number 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? You know, this word is accurate. 
You may not get out of it what you wanted out of it. But if God put it in there for you, it's for you. I don't care what a preacher says. Amen. He can twist it, turn it, and get two or three versions of the Bible if he wants to. But when God said it, he meant what he said. There's one thing for sure. He cannot lie. And there's another thing the scripture is accurate here. said he's not a man that he should repent. In other words, when he said it, listen, it's the gospel. Amen. And he's able to perform whatever he said. So we, we see the word here is a word that is definitely accurate. Now, I know man has tried every way under the sun to disprove it. They have been millions upon millions tried to disregard it, twist it, say it contradicts itself. But the word of God is accurate, it's powerful, amen, and it will perform exactly what this book said it will do. Your interpretation may be a little different. He said, I I brought you down here to curse them, and you blessed them. He said, listen, God told me to bless them. I'm going to bless them. Amen. Uh, You better mind God over man any day. Amen. I don't care what the popular vote is. Amen. It ain't always popular to follow God. You better follow him anyhow. Are you with me? Say amen. I believe that the trouble with a lot of folks is they're trying to get to heaven some other way than by the gospel truth. Can you say amen right there? I'm glad that God is God. Amen. And I'm glad God can't lie. Amen. Now you think about it. If God could lie, who would he lie to? Isaiah chapter 55 verse number 3, he said, Incline your ear and come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live. Are you with me? Say amen. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. I want to tell you something. Over the years of serving God, I found out that God is attention to detail. Amen. Hey, if God said he knows the sparrows, even when they fall, he knows them. Now think about this. God said, I know the numbers of the hairs on your head. God's in details. He likes details. Amen. And this word gives us the detail. We're in a day and an hour right now when America and churches, amen, they don't want the details. They want to come in and just have a show. Amen. Loud music. Some kind of uh, act, stage presence. God's word said, come unto me humbly. You know the trouble with a lot of folks, they don't know what humbleness is. We're in a day and an hour when, listen, let, let me help somebody tonight for God's sake. You know what humbling is? Somebody else's will over your will. You humble down. Somebody has authority over you, you know. You know that's what's the trouble in our land right now. The law says stop and they don't stop. 
The law says put your hands up. They don't put their hands up. They don't think they have to. They don't think nobody's got a right to tell them to stop. Put your hands up. Amen. Now think about it. Now listen to me carefully. I know these cops out there that's wrong. Hey, they were teachers in school was wrong when I was a boy too. But they still give us a paddling. Amen. And some of them abused it. I know that. Amen. I had one of them abuse me one time. 37 licks with a two before. Yes, sir. I give me that. The principal did. Black me halfway up my back. He abused that privilege. But we're abusing the privilege right now. This word is accurate. This word is true. This word will come to pass. He said, how can I curse these people when God said to bless them? I'm going to tell you something. Somebody might tell you to do something, but you better check with the Word of God to make sure you're allowed to do it. It's legal in America if you're 21 to buy liquor, drink liquor, get drunk by the drink, but not by God's book. Amen. There is a difference, you know. Some states it's legal to buy marijuana and get high. But God don't want you that kind of drunkness. He wants you drunk on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> if you ever got drunk on the Holy Ghost, you wouldn't want that other junk. <laughs> yeah. Why you say that, preacher? I've been on both sides of the fence. Amen. I like the high you get when Jesus is on your side. Amen. You'll feel better, life's longer, and the consequence of it is eternal life, not damnation. Amen. Listen. This holy word is accurate. And it brings attention to detail. Me and Sister Tanya, when she was pregnant with faith and she was delivering the baby, and this was what she asked me, and that's what I prayed. She said, pray I have a speedy delivery. So we called on heaven. God, that baby come into this world quicker than the jackrabbit. But they had to airlift it to ice for See, we forgot the details. We forgot to say, God, and let it be healthy. So we had to go back to God and say, God, we, we forgot something there. We need to put in a few details. Let that baby be healthy. And when it landed in Asheville, it was healthy. Amen. God done it from Aaron to Asheville on a helicopter. Amen. But we should have prayed that way to start with. God wants to know the details you want. God give me a million dollars. What about the sense to use it? <laughs> I love you. I love everybody in this room. I ain't got an enemy in here that I know of. But I wouldn't trust half of you with a million dollars. You know why? I'd never see you at the house of God again. I'd have to come to Harris. Amen, preacher. Yeah, going to meddling now. Hey, I'm not the ice cream preacher. No, no. I'm up here to tell you the truth about it. The truth about it is this word is accurate. This word has attention to details. <laughs> I'll tell you something else. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he, notice this, that he gave his only begotten son that, Whosoever believeth in him 
should not perish but have everlasting life. <laughs> this word's got some ability in it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let me help somebody. I like to help everybody. We eagerly can say it can heal somebody else, but when it comes to healing us, we have doubts. Let me tell you why you have doubt. You have a doubt because you think you ain't worthy. Can I help you? You ain't. You ain't worthy. But you got mercy and grace anyhow. Amen. Thank God for mercy and grace. Amen. By his stripes we are healed. Amen. According to his riches and glory. Amen. Ain't got a thing to do with me and you. It's all about him. You need to claim it. Hey, I want you to know something. <laughs> this book has power. This book has power. That spoken word has power that most Christians ain't even tapped into. You know what sad thing about it is? Most Christians in a week, seven days, 24 hours a day, in a whole week, never ever say one word of Scripture. Am I telling the truth? How many people you know go around telling the, the word of God? I can sit here and tell you, Mom Adkins tell you about the word of God when you go see her. Because a lot of times she had it in her lap. Yeah. I wonder how many of you told anybody the word of God last week? Mm. How many will tell anybody this week? I'm talking about this word. It's got power. Ooh, got quiet now. I'm plowing in the right patch now. Now let me help you with that part of it. Part of you don't think you're worthy to do that. I'll help you again. You ain't. But him in you. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it for him. Hey, if it ain't nothing but John 3.16. For God so loved the world. That's a good start. What about Romans? Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. There's another good one. What about the simplest one in the Bible? Jesus wept. Then tell him who he wept over. What did he tell you? When he's coming down to be crucified. He said, don't weep for me. Don't weep for me. Weep for your children. Are you hearing me? What is he saying? This word has power. Are you with me? Look at John 3, 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. The authority of this word has been translated and given to you and I through and by the blood of Jesus Christ. The, that blood adopted us back into the family, showed us the authority of this word and the power of this word. Listen, he said, if I lay down my life, I'll pick it up. 
And that's what he did, wasn't it? Because the Bible said he gave up the ghost. Amen. Hey, they didn't have no 450 prophets of Baal out there screaming and cutting and carrying on for him to come back. Amen. He came back on his own, come to the seashore and cooked them lunch. Hello. <laughs> hey, this word and the author of this word. Are you? Let's look in John chapter number five, verse number 34. We're right there. Let's look at it. He said, but I receive not testimony from man, but these things, notice this, I say that you might be saved. He didn't receive his testimony from man. You and I have. We're talking about God in the flesh. Oh, it's quiet in here tonight. God in the flesh has the authority. He didn't need man's approval. Amen. Amen. Now think about what I'm saying. We're, we're talking about this word tonight in case you hadn't realized it. You know this word is accurate. This word is attention. It demands your attention. Church folk ain't got it yet. It's not a book of suggestions. He didn't suggest you come to church. He commanded. He didn't suggest you pay your tithes. He commanded it. He didn't suggest you have no other God before you. He commanded it. Amen. And we better pay attention to the detail. Oh, but God won't do that to me. What makes you any different? I mean, you were birthed into this world just like I was. You're flesh, blood, and bone like everybody else. What makes you so privileged? Now listen. If we understand this word of God, as he said, but I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that you might be saved. Do you understand why he wants you to have the attention of the detail and you understand that it's accurate and you understand who the author and the authority is because he wants you to be saved. There's no other way under heaven that you can be saved except by the name of Jesus Christ. No other blood on earth has ever been given that will save you but the blood of Jesus. Care how many bulls they kill? How many goats they kill? Are you with me? Say amen. Now listen. Uh, there in John chapter 5, back up to verse 31. He said, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Are you with me? There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You sent, notice this, unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that you might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. Are you with me? Say amen. But I have a greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me 
that the Father has sent me. He's saying this word. Stay with me. The Father said it would come and here I am. The Father said these things would be done. Now watch me do them. Are you with me? He's trying to get you to understand this word is what we're going to be living by for eternity. This word's what we're going to be judged by. Every deed done in the body, whether good or evil. They're going to search the book and see how you measure up to the book. We all going to come short. Better have Jesus on your side. (laughs) You better have Jesus over on your side. Are you going to wish you had at the end of the road? Say amen right there. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 22. For as in Adam all died... Even so, in Christ shall all be made alive. Are you with me? But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits. Afterwards, they that are Christ at his coming. That's an important statement right there. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, are you with me? Say amen. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. I tell you what, I'm glad for the word. I'm glad it's accurate. And I'll tell you something. Before I ever got saved, I read this book just like a book. I ain't get nothing out of it. But after I got saved and the Holy Ghost moved in my life, it began to feed me. Amen. Amen. And I've been growing in grace and knowledge ever since I got saved. Hey, preacher, do you know it all? Are you kidding? Come on. If you live to be 5,000 years old, you won't know all that's in this book. Because we're just looking through a glass darkling. This human flesh couldn't understand and hold all that's in this book. Amen. Listen. Turn with me in Romans. Back up a little bit. Back up in Romans chapter number 4. And verse number 5. Are you with me? Say amen. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him, that, is, that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. You know you can't work enough to be saved. So he's saying, where's your faith? This word. This word that we hold dear tonight, right here at Charity Mission Free Will Baptist Church. This word. I want to say this publicly tonight. I don't need a new version. This one's good enough. Why you say that, preacher? We need to get it up to date. How can you update God? God's always up to date. 
Listen, you say, well, it makes it easier for me to understand. Listen, my grandpa didn't have no education whatsoever, and he understood it. My great-grandpa didn't have no education whatsoever. He got saved and understood it and lived by it and died by it. So what's so hard for us? You know the trouble of it is? You're trying to look for a way out in the Scriptures instead of a way in. Everybody's trying to look for a, a loophole to where they can do their own little sin and still think they're justified by the book. Oh, a little wine for the stomach's sake. Well, how much is a little? A spoonful, a fifth, a gallon, a jug, a bar? What is it? Me and my Uncle Joe Crane had this discussion one day. We were eating watermelons. And Uncle Joe eat more watermelon than I did. That's hard to believe. And I said, Uncle, I can't believe you out eat me in watermelon. He said, Son, if you've got a five-gallon punch, you're allowed to put five-gallon in it. I understood a little better. What was he saying? What's your capacity? You know the trouble with most Christians is they don't want know this book. They don't want this book to know them. Amen. They don't want the book to know them. Because they want to keep on sinning and still feel justified. Let me tell you something, sinner friend. You'll never be justified in sin. I don't care what denomination tells you it's all right. If the book says it ain't, it ain't. If the book said don't do it, you oughtn't to be doing it. And also, if the book said you ought to be doing it, you ought to do it. Amen. You know, like, love the Lord thy God with all your heart. <laughs> you know, like, with all your body, soul, and mind. You know, them kind of things. What about, and love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, he narrowed it down just to them too. We have a hard time keeping them too, don't we? This word. We said it here tonight about our children being the future. Anybody that went to church with me when I was a young man will tell you how rotten, stinking mean I was. But I want to tell you something. I sat in the church where they preached this book. And even though this rotten, stinking boy wasn't living by it, doing what it said... It was soaking into me. And see, when it come time, the word come to me and said, You remember? Do you remember that word? You remember that preacher? You remember that Sunday school teacher, Miss McCormick? You remember when she is crying and begging and pleading for somebody to get saved? She is crying for you. Because she knew this word. She knew that if this word got in me, one day it would germinate. That was her hope. And one day it did. And I had the privilege to preach to her before she passed this world. They actually wanted me to be their pastor. And I went out and preached three messages for them, trial messages, and the Lord wouldn't let me have the church. And she hugged me and cried over me. And she said, you were the meanest young. She did. 
She said, I taught Sunday school 26 years. She said, you're the meanest young and I had in 26 years of teaching. She said, I almost quit because of you. And I thought, surely, Mom, I wasn't that bad. She said, yes, you were. Give me the cookie and the Kool-Aid, and I'd eat the cookie, drink the Kool-Aid, and jump out the window and run off. Yeah. But see, that word that she kept telling me about. You know them little messages that you had to do at Christmas play? You know, it come out of this book. Them songs that she taught you to sing, and that old preacher preached about. Just some little bits getting in there. That's what we need more of is this word. We don't need a light show. We don't need hot dog tricks. We need more of this word. We need more preachers, old leather lung like Terry Gardner, preaching the word of God unadulterated. We need Chris Heiss the young preachers coming up to look at us as an example and say, let me pattern my life after them because they pattern their life after the book. That's what we need. That's what we need. We need this word. Because this word's accurate. This word right here that we have in our hand that we hold so dear is definitely, definitely trying to get your attention. And he is... Wanting you to see the details. Let me say this in closing tonight. The soul that sinneth surely will die. I mean, that's a detail we don't need to leave out. These new versions, some of them's left out 7,000 words. 7,000 out there. Why did they leave them out? Some of them don't even have John 3, 16 in it. Why would you leave that one out? Because they're not paying attention to details. They're trying to leave the blood out of it. We don't need a bloody religion. You better have a bloody religion. Because without the shedding of that blood, there is no salvation. There is no hope. Let's stay with this book. Let's pay attention to the details. Let's don't get sidetracked, church. We may never be a big mega church. God didn't tell me I'd ever pastor a mega church. He said some 20, some 40, some 60, some 100. Lord God, I've got all I can handle. Amen. <laughs> These guys that's got four and five and 50,000, I don't know how they do it. Are you with me? They'd have to have some awful good help. And I've got some good help in here. Brother, I mean, we've got 10 or 15 in our congregation that you can totally depend on. No matter what you're doing, they'll be there. I mean, if it's down here cutting brush, out here mopping, spraying, washing, cleaning, they'll be there. That's what God's looking for. That's what God's looking for. Somebody that's sold out. Because this word said you better sell out. You remember what I said this morning? Somebody in here ain't opened that final door. I still feel that in my soul tonight. Somebody was here this morning 
They got to the door. They got their hand on the doorknob. They didn't fully open it unto God. And the sad thing of it is, they know. See, that's a sad thing. Because James 4 and 17 said, He who knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So if he knew they ought to open that door and left here, they sinned. We also had some, I believe, got in. They got that door open and said, Lord, come in. And I look for some fruits out of them. And I pray we'll see that. So church, let's rally around them. Let's rally around this word. Let's rally around this book. Let's rally around this Jesus. We're in a 60 day of love. Let's take love to them that comes from the book. Hey, you can tell him he's a sinner without telling him all his bad faults. Do like Debbie Drew used to do me. You make the best old Christian. What was she saying? You're a sinner. But see, she didn't say that. She said you'd make the best old Christian. Boy, what God could do with you, she'd say. And I thought, yeah, God probably make me a toasty critter. That's what he should have done. But he gave me mercy instead. Let's stand. Father, I thank you that we have this word tonight. I hope it got our attention tonight, Lord. It, we need to look into this word. For it's got an ability, Lord, because of the author had authority to write this book. That, Lord, if we'd read it and look at it, ponder it in our heart, open our heart unto it, God, that he would come in and sit and sup with us. You know, there's an abundance of it. God, I'm glad that everyone that would come to the Word, there's plenty there for them. But, Father, we're praying tonight that right here, that we'll fully accept this Word. God, I know tonight that you have something special in store for charity's mission. Lord, we did a year without. Now let us, Lord, do a year with double. God, we need a double portion. We need double Holy Spirit, double preaching, praying, praising in the house of God. Lord, just to try to make up for lost time. Let us accept it, Father, that this word, God, was given for each of us. And Lord, let us take it to the highways and hedges, this word, Lord, and compel them to come to know this same Jesus. If you need to come and kneel tonight, slip out right now. We're not going to hold long. You may need to slip up here to an altar and pray tonight. Some are coming this way. You just come if you need to. Father, look upon us with favor. Lord, you've given us this word. Let us look in the word. Let us thank you for men like Brother Terry Gardner, Brother Kyrus Heiss, Lord God, that give the word out, Lord, in such a manner that we could understand it, Father. And Lord, it, it give us an eagerness and a hunger to look into the word for ourselves, Father. Open the door, God. Open the door for these that are searching it tonight. 
God, may this word be instilled in their little hearts, God, that they might not ever sin against thee. Forgive us, Lord, wherein we have sinned, where we have come short. God, touch us, touch us all. Lord, let us go to that highway and hedges and compel them to know this same Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.